listening to The Gender Rebels. I'm Kathleen, a cis woman and ally. And I'm Faith, a trans woman. Gender Rebels is a question and answer podcast that explores life outside the gender binary. A big thanks to our Patreon supporters. If you'd like to support the show, go to patreon.com slash gender rebels. Faith, I got a question. Sure. What's your question? What would your advice be to a person who is going to come out to their family and that person is a parent? They need to come out to their partner, maybe, their parents, their siblings, but also their kids. Yeah, that's so tricky. I've. How did you come out to your kids? I actually don't have kids. That's what's missing in our apartment. Because you're my partner, you would I <laughs> ho- would hope you would know if we had kids. I I, I just I just remembered. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you come out to our? Remember, pets? You know how we like sleep. You know how we sleep in on weekends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's because we don't have kids. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna knock on parents just a little bit because Kath and I both practice a lifestyle that that is child free. <laughs> it's something we both feel right about it feels right for us this was actually in my online ad you're probably very nice but just don't reach out to me if you want kids was one of the things yeah and there was smoker and height Mm -hmm. i'm taller than you and i was a non-smoker and i didn't want kids i didn't want kids so much that i actually had a vasectomy early in our relationship so my wife has a vasectomy yeah Mm -hmm. that was pre-transition so and i have my tubes tied And we're pretty safe from that. So for that reason, for this episode, we had to do research. We're not really coming at this with a personal point of view. Those of you listening maybe do have personal experience of this. We would love, love, love to hear from you. Please comment on Facebook or Twitter or email us. Info at genderrebels.com. Any any input you have would be great to hear. Yeah, and and a number of people already have. Mm -hmm. This is actually, I think, our second or third most commonly asked question this is a very common question it's always how to keep relationships working mm-hmm. how to keep sex working post-transition mm-hmm. and how do how, i tell my kids how do you tell your kids or how do you deal with coming out to kids so for everyone who's written to us some people have written to us their own stories mm-hmm. some of them have been very positive some of them have been less than positive mm-hmm. and more you know just tougher i like a bunch of coming out stories yeah some are going to be great and some are going to be like and it's mm-hmm. and it's things hard when it's when it's someone that you love the way a parent loves a child. Absolutely. That, that rejection must be insane. I, I can't even imagine it. And the risk. I mean, just like the yeah. risk you had, it might not be rejection, but there's a risk of mm-hmm. that rejection. And yeah. it's scary. And so we did some research. We scoured several articles. All of them will be listed in the show notes. You can take a look. We're not going to just read articles at you, but we took some quotes. And here is what we learned. Yeah. So basically... When you're coming out to your children, we should actually kind of divide this up because coming out to very young children mm. can be very different than, to, than coming out to, say, someone who's a teenager, sure, someone who's college age, or someone who is 20s, 30s, already moved, moved out, out, and already has their own life. Completely different things here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when coming out to younger kids, that's actually, I think, I think that may be the hardest because... You've got that core household. Mm-hmm. You, you've got this very close relationship. You are most likely a caretaker mm-hmm. for these kids. Mm-hmm. They depend on you and coming out can change the dynamic of the family. Mm-hmm. And I think people are worried about confusing their kids and hoping their kids understand yeah. that their kids don't feel weird about it. That can be so tricky. Yeah. 
Yeah. And kids, you never know what, what they already know about, what they don't know about, who they've met, what their friends say. There's a lot of variables at There stake. are. So this episode is part one of two. Here we're just going to go through a lot of people's reactions, a lot of memoir type of articles that we read. It happened to me, that kind of thing. Part two is actually going to be a step-by-step -step guide to how to come out to your kids. Yeah. So the first thing we talked about coming out young, this is actually from Sarah, Sarah Bible wrote this. And this is from an article or a piece called, It Happened to Me. My father transitioned when I was a kid and it was nothing like transparent. A quick note here about the show Transparent. When I was doing research for this, first of all, it's pretty hard to Google. If you, talk, if you Google anything about coming out to kids or transgender dealing with kids, something like that, 90% of the things that come up are about transgender kids. Yeah. And, you know, being a parent and helping your transgender kid, and maybe my kid is transgender. It is very hard to even find a lot of material, and some of our listeners might be aware uh -huh. of this. Yeah. Once you finally do Google something like, my mom became my dad, or something like that, there's still a lot of unrelated material that comes up in the search, but you get more of the material looking for. It is very rare to find an article that does not mention the show Transparent, starring Jeffrey Tambor. So, a cis man. A cis man. As a trans woman, yeah. So I have some mixed feelings about the show. No, I don't have mixed feelings. I don't like this show. I liked his character, Mora, very, very much. Everyone else on the show was a total shitbag, especially her son. You never watched the show? I never show? saw the show. Never saw, okay. I don't watch a lot of transgender media. I, for some That's reason, true. it kind of, I kind of hold it at an arm's length. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because, I just don't, if, like, if someone sees me watching it, then it's kind of, I don't know. It outs yourself? It kind of outs me. <laughs> I was actually uh, with visiting a friend and there was an episode of like a dead model show. It was like the, mo the model was like reincarnated or something. Drop Dead Diva. Oh, okay. That I'd never seen the show. But we were like, she was like, oh, the next episode involves a transgender person. And her husband was there. And her husband's kind of, you know, a nice guy. Obviously, mm -hmm. was cool mm -hmm. with me being there. But she was like, do you want to, do you want to like not watch that one? And I'm like, yes, <laughs> I want to not watch that one. So I tend to not watch a lot of transgender media. Okay. Well, not necessarily all of our listeners yeah. are like that. And you're, you're going to hear about that show a lot. So I will provide explanations for you and for any of our listeners who don't watch the show. But yes. Yeah. So with the court, going back, was nothing like Sarah Bibles. Yeah, it mm -hmm. happened to me. My father transitioned when I was a kid and it was nothing like transparent. She says, my father transitioned when I was just four years old. There was no vocabulary in existence to describe my relationship with my father. In my mind, she was my father and she was a woman. And those two facts were in no way contradictory. Other than her gender, she was like a lot of my friends' fathers and that she was someone who I occasionally saw on the weekends and gave my mother a small check every month. I didn't particularly enjoy her company, which had little to do with her being trans and a lot more to do with her having a lousy personality. This poor woman. I know. <laughs> I wish I could say that eventually I forged a close relationship with my father. The opposite is true. After I graduated high school and was accepted into a fancy college of my dreams, we had lunch. She told me that she had deliberately kept her distance from me as a child because she didn't feel comfortable around children. But now that I was older and smart enough to get into a prestigious school, 
She wanted to get to know me better. Mm. I was less than excited about the prospect. In college, I wrote an angry letter telling her to get out of my life. So that has... I think our situation here yeah. is something we mentioned in previous episodes, which is trans people can be jerks. Trans people absolutely can be jerks. There, There is no, you know, you're not all angels and sweethearts. I'm sure most of you are. But you know who we're talking yeah. about. You've met her. You've met him. Doesn't mean you have to like no this trans, person, trans person in your life. And doesn't mean you have to like someone because they're a relative either. So... Again, we'll provide a link to this whole article, and you'll be able to read this woman's whole story. But it's, yeah, it's it's tough. Actually, she the one thing she says is that she was my father and she was a woman, and those two facts were in no way contradictory. That's something that we get from that that we heard from a lot of people mm-hmm. is that is redefining the relationship. Mm-hmm. Even in even the words to redefine the relationship can be tricky. Yeah, and yeah. I'm sure people who grew up in two mother households or two father households, there's the father and the father, and, mm-hmm. you know, it kind of works that way. But mm-hmm. that that becomes tricky because your father and mother, I think, tr- traditionally, you know, have these very specific roles to play in child's development, according to people from, like, the fucking 50s. <laughs> All right. Well, this is the yeah. thing. As much as I hate, you know, sounding like a psychologist from the 50s, this is something that I read in a few of these articles, which is once the transition happens, what happens with the titles? What do we... I'm not dad anymore, but I'm not really mom because she's yeah. got a mom. You know, that kind of thing. It's... Uh, and families all work it out for themselves. Sometimes the mom says, yeah, we're both moms and it's not a thing. Other times you have to figure something out. So that title is different and it sounds like in this case this woman saying this woman is my father and that's simple as that yeah another article transgender parent child's journey this is by susan donaldson james again the link is down below sarah eventually became depressed and attempted suicide when the marriage fell apart sarah's wife served her with an order of protection and the court revoked her rights as a parent Sarah said that the children were scared and devastated and aligned themselves with their mother. A quote from Sarah, I will always be there for them when they want me. She said, I just sit here and wait. It's all I can do. Everyone believes it was a very selfish act, maybe so in some way, but it was life or death for me. So what we're talking about here is the worst case scenario. Yeah, literally the worst case scenario. Don't be disheartened, guys. We have good quotes at the end, but... You all know this is a possibility. We've had we've had listeners write to us, mm-hmm. listeners who are going through custody battles of a similar nature, where their partner rejects the very identity, mm-hmm. and and then proceeds to try to make sure they don't get custody, yeah. and that's bullshit. And hopefully, as as twenty seventeen, hopefully, as you know, now that it's twenty eighteen, mm-hmm. maybe attitudes will change more but you never know i mean this is the risk this is the risk this is the risk you take when coming out and like it's let's not pretend that that risk isn't there this is literally i think the hardest risk a person can take yeah Yeah. losing your family is beyond devastating i I can't even just i i can't even begin to imagine yeah the pain that that must cause continually Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and just the risk like again this is not how it always turns out but Everyone knows there's a chance of this. Yeah. Those are reactions with younger kids. Oh, okay. 
when people come out to I think when with younger kids in this in this case for instance in Sarah's case it seems like Sarah's wife or ex-wife kind of had decided how the kids were taking it mm. so that's what happens with young kids with young kids it, it can be a situation where young kids can be fully accepting mm -hmm. it can be a situation where it's going to be confusing for them mm -hmm. and a parent's really going to need to the whole family mm -hmm. i think is going to need to explain to them kind of how this works mm -hmm. and if that's done with care and concern in an open and loving environment then i i think young kids kids are adaptable yeah yeah i have heard other stories and we'll go into this in the second part where the kid just just figures it out so uh okay then you you wear a dress now that's yeah that's it what do we call you we call you susan all right end of story end of story yeah our our nibblings took to it like ducks to water yeah. i mean they yeah. just were like boom okay fine mm -hmm. works for me they didn't have a bunch of questions to us at least yeah and uh have been calling you aunt faith since they met you yeah it's been good mm -hmm. and when it comes to the negative situations, I think in that case, like we you talked about in, in this case with Sarah here, it it's going to come down to the other partner. Mm. A lot of the times, those kids' attitudes are going to be molded by the other partner or people in uh, other people in their lives, grandparents, aunts, uncles, etc. Mm -hmm. And when that becomes a problem, when there is a negative attitude towards transgender people, that can infect the kids mm -hmm. too. And mm -hmm. unfortunately, I think that's something that's really beyond the kids. That's like less the kids rejecting a parent and more the kids kind of being told to reject the parents. Yeah. yeah. How have they been conditioned? How have yeah. they been primed? What do they think about gay people or mm -hmm. trans people? Yeah. 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 And of course, in those cases, there may be other issues. Mm -hmm. There may be an unhappy household. There may be an unhappy marriage mm -hmm. or a there may relationship. Be disapproving grandparents. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's a lot there's of There's a factors. number of reasons. But I would think in these cases, it probably comes down less to the kids. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. than to who they're around and who's who's kind of got their ear and who's telling them what's the truth. Kids are stupid. Kids don't know anything. <laughs> Earlier kids... in the podcast, we said kids are smart. They figure it out. <laughs> We're self-contradictory. As I'm every self parent knows, sometimes your kid's incredibly smart and sometimes your kid's incredibly stupid. Well, I mean, kids are ignorant. It's funnier to say stupid. It is. Kids are ignorant of the world. Kids are smart in that they, they are inquisitive and they'll figure things out. But mm -hmm. kids are also ignorant of the greater world. Yes. And that's what I meant. Okay. And so when they're told about the greater world and that part of it by adults in their life. Mm -hmm. And sometimes those adults can be wonderful people and sometimes those adults can be jerks. And yes. unfortunately, that is the risk that is taken. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So older kids. It's different. When, when kids are old enough to kind of form their own opinions about the world mm -hmm. and, and kind of figure things out for themselves, then that adds a different dynamic to coming out. Mm -hmm. For instance, here's another one. Uh, Catherine Lehane, she wrote in this post, my father is now a woman. I first found out about my father's gender identity in my mid-twenties. While I immediately accepted Josephine for her new identity, I also had to deal with my own feelings of loss. I worked with a therapist to examine those emotions and to understand that grief and acceptance can exist in the same space. So while I mourn the loss of my father, 
the loss of the grandfather to my kids and all the other aspects of the father of a father-daughter relationship that I knew we would have, I was still able to embrace her transition and to welcome a new beginning. So when you're when you're come out in your mid twenties, it sounds like Catherine Lehane was able to kind of process this, even if she wasn't like quite cool with it at first, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. was able to process it in a way where she was able to understand. I think a lot of it has to do with kids thinking about themselves and their world and maybe as you get older you're able to see other people in their world a little more clearly and you're able to sort of separate that from yourself so a little kid might be might have a harder time if if mom becomes a man whereas an older person especially someone in their 20s out of the house already married you know, that's that's just another adult making a decision about their life, about their yeah. life. And of course, it's not just any adult. And of course, she mentions, you know, kind of traditional father daughter aspects. Another person in another article mentioned, oh, I don't, you know, my father walking me down the aisle or that yeah. dance at your wedding, that whole thing. Or Catherine Lehane mentioning someone to be a grandpa to my kids. There is a loss. There's a change. There's a change. But you yeah. also gain something. You gain an extra grandma for your kids. Yeah. You gain other traditions. That's that's something that we talked about in in our other episodes. Is there there is that loss. I as a transgender person can kind of understand that. Mm-hmm. Why people see it that way. I wish they didn't because to me it's not it's not really a loss, but mm-hmm. because the person's still there. Right. Right. It's the same person. But I understand how people see roles as well mm-hmm. and, and especially traditional roles like father walking the the bride down the aisle for right instance. right yeah. yeah yeah but mothers walk people down the aisle too. sure friends uncles friends, yeah fathers yeah i mean there's obviously no law about this but i think when someone grows up with a family member presenting one particular way they project into the future of what yeah. that relationship is going to be and now well my sister is going to be my maid of honor and mm-hmm. but now She's my brother. Like, yeah, we we need a time of adjustment and to acknowledge and, and let whatever aspect of loss is involved. We need mm-hmm. to, to work on that, but then have that nice benefit of, uh, of yeah. something that you yeah. gain. Mm-hmm. So I think older, older kids, it's going to be a lot easier because older kids had, in general are going to have their own lives. They're going to understand the world better and they're going to be emotionally more mature mm-hmm. and they're not going to have that kind of potentially I don't want to use the word indoctrination but you know that that person may be important person in their life giving them kind of negative attitudes mm-hmm. about LGBTQ stuff mm-hmm. that might poison them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. something to be aware of yeah but we've just been talking about the kids this whole time we haven't really talked about parents yeah and that experience we actually have a quote from mel wymore who we interviewed in a previous episode who was running for city council in new york city and mel is a trans man said about coming out to his kids we have had very deep conversations and some negotiations around what makes them comfortable according to the new york times he added that the children are still allowed to call him mom so here's a good example of Figuring out and negotiating what that, what your name is going to be, yeah. what your title is going to be. And other parents who have transitioned have talked about, am I still mom? Am I still dad? 
there's a downside for Mel Wymore, a man, to be walking down the street and for his kid to call him mom. Yeah. Outs him immediately. That is it does. that is an atypical thing to happen and people notice. And some people are comfortable with that and some aren't. And if that's what Mel and his family have figured out mm-hmm. is uh, is best for them, awesome. That's great. But there's that little They're just going to be figuring there. out. It's mm-hmm. going to be kind of figuring out a new dynamic. Mm-hmm. The family is a tight knit unit, and fig- and making that work. It's like any. It's like any relationship. It takes work for it to be healthy. So that will take work. It's there's adjustment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think trans people are aware of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's there's just nothing but adjustment. It's like orthodontia. Yes. It's constant adjustment. Yes. Here's actually another person, Hunter Thompson, not Hunter S. Thompson. Hunter oh, Thompson, yes. A 56-year-old divorced acupuncturist from Maryland raised four children before he transitioned from female to male in 2006. His oldest daughter, who was 27 at the time, was, quote, fine with the news, but his 17-year-old daughter, quote, freaked out. She wondered, what does this make me? Here I am female, and my mother is telling me she is male. Does that make me some kind of freak? She's fine now, but there were two years that were rough for her, said Thompson. So that's a really interesting it is. question of, of your own identity. It is. And what that means. Well, that was also like when I came out to your family, I was really worried because I was outing you as someone who was dating a trans person. Mm-hmm. And when you come out in a situation where you have kids, you're outing your kids as having a trans parent. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that... Complicates things. And whatever additional burden that might involve. You know, in my case, there was none, and I still don't quite get, I I guess I get how that might be a burden. Maybe. I mean, kids have to deal with shit in school. Remember how awful people were in school? Especially like junior high. And if all kids, kids in junior high would would harass you and beat you up for like nothing. Yeah. The fact that, you know, if you're, if you're, mom came out transgender and was transitioning to a man. Mm hmm. Oh my God, that's, you would just never hear the end of it. And I, that sucks. And unfortunately, there's just no way to, there's no way around that. Yeah. I'm not going to change schools. I'm not going to try to keep it secret from the kids. Someone will find out. Someone will. And you, you teach your kids some coping mechanisms and you hope, hope it'll work out. I mean, that's a huge burden on the kid and that's a huge burden on the parent too, to know that they're responsible for their kid feeling that pain. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like, especially with this quote is more to do with this, this kid, not even necessarily, you know, bullying and their friends and everything like that. But, you know, who, who am I? I thought I came from this male and this female person. And now all of a sudden that's different, but I still came from them. So what, what does that mean for me? Yeah. And and that, that takes some work. It does. And takes probably some acknowledgement of the distance and the separation between the kid and the parent and you are not the same as your parents Mm -hmm. although you did come from your parents and here are things that you like that they don't here are things that they like that you don't and this is just another way that you are different from your parents but i think that's something that a therapist is uh probably if yeah if therapy is an option yeah definitely good and i would say if you're by the way just for our parents listening I want to say, listen to your kids, especially, Mm. you know, if it's a a situation where your kids are getting harassed in school Mm -hmm. and being bullied, listen to them. For Mm -hmm. the love of God, please listen to them. That was my biggest problem in in (laughs) junior high. I I was, my family wasn't wealthy. 
I was a weird nerdy kid. <laughs> I was I had already I was too young for school and oh my god. And I wasn't athletic or coordinated. Mm. Oh my god. I, I never got the end of it and I would try to tell administrators, teachers, my parents. No one fucking listened. Yeah. So please listen to your kids. Believe your kid. Believe your kid. Why are you taking parenting advice from two child free women? I don't know. Yeah. But we remember when we used to be kids. Yeah. And that's why. Yeah. But the important thing about this is that is what Hunter Thompson, how do you pick an, what do you pick a name that common? That's like, it's like transitioning. You're going to be John Kennedy or something. <laughs> Franklin Roosevelt. Hunter's a good, uh, you know, genderless name. It is, but it's like, it is a famous writer. It's true. Yeah. Maybe it's a pseudonym. It could be a pseudonym. Why would you okay. pick a pseudonym of another writer? I don't know. Okay. I just, Hunter Thompson, if you happen to be listening, love an explanation of why you picked a very just, we're just very interested. common writer's name. Yeah. Yeah. But as Hunter says about their daughter, she's fine now, but there were two years that were rough for her. So she's fine now. She's fine now. Fine now. So... Two years. That's the important thing. Perspectives change over time. Mm -hmm. When mm -hmm. there's like horrible shit going down with like one parent maybe being terrible to the kids mm -hmm. or giving the kids information that may be hurtful to the other parent mm -hmm. and do that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, not mine, but. It's important to remember that things do change. Mm -hmm. Things will change over time. There's a piece in The Guardian written by Joshua Hewitt. And at first, he had a hard time, and then he sort of adapted. He says, that revelation all those years ago was like the experience of being in the proximity of a bomb blast. I'm 37 years old now, and for the first time in 21 years, I've found a voice to speak about my experience and the isolation I've felt. The relationship we have today is not that of a father or a son. In my mind, it's not even parental. To be honest, I have no label to give it, except to say that we're very close and share a bond that is loving and robust. To continue to call her dad would be tantamount to wishing for Karen's demise, because I understand that in the end, it was Karen or suicide. So this Josh person's father transitioned to female, is now Karen, and he had a hard time with it. If you read uh, the article, linked down below, Josh definitely had a hard time. It seemed to be a largely negative experience, but as Josh grew and matured, that relationship was rebuilt. Yeah. And that's hopefully, you know, I, I like that description that it was like a bomb blast. Mm -hmm. It can it can rock a family. It can really, it's a huge change. Mm -hmm. Huge changes cause stress. Mm -hmm. Huge changes change the dynamic of a family and mm -hmm. of relationships. And that can be, can be a lot. Definitely. But it's good to know that, you know, in the end, they, the kids grow up and they'll understand. I hope so. I hope so, yeah, too. We're going to go back to Sarah Bible, if you remember her. The one who got into the fancy college. And yeah. Then, and then kind of gave then up. Her, yeah, her father mom, was the jerk. Father. She said, I do credit my father for a lot of my positive traits. She gave me the gifts of resilience and self-reliance. She taught me not to make assumptions about people based on their outward appearance. Most importantly, she taught me that I could transform myself into whatever who into whoever I wanted to be. That gave me the courage to conquer my shyness and pursue my most grandiose dreams. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And it's important to remember in that case the the 
parents was just a jerk. Yes. And nothing to do with transition. The parent was yes. just awful. That, that was a but, particular personality. Yeah. <laughs> but the kid grew up and was still able to uh, to find some good in that. Yeah. And I think and time. To, yeah. And, and to know that there's there's a way you can be born. Like if this girl was born shy, but you can decide to change that because yeah. that's not working for you. And that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a, a phrase I invented just now. Mm. Time heals all wounds. Oh. I just invented that. Yeah. Wow. No, it's a it's a very cliche phrase, but it, it can be true. And I think I think we see in a lot of these cases that we've read about mm-hmm. and and people have talked to us about that while things can be rocky at first, they do tend to smooth out a little bit. As mm-hmm. people get older, they get wiser, they get more mature. Yeah, yeah. There's no denying that there's a risk that it'll be rough at first. Yeah. But a lot of cases it does sort of resolve itself. I'm talking about Sabine Bartlett here. She was 13 when her mother, who had been divorced from her father for a decade, transitioned from female to male. Quote, at first I felt a sense of loss until a year later when I saw that my mom was a much happier person, said Sabine. Now I am cool with this. Sabine said her sister, now six, had an easier time because she was so young when her mother became a man. Quote, she says that there are some special men who weren't born men and some special women who weren't born women. And there are some other people who aren't boys or girls, said Sabine. Sabine admits transition is hard, but advises other children in the same situation to be patient. Quote, it usually gets easier after a while. And despite the changes, your parent will always be the same person, said Sabine, only... Maybe a bit happier. And I think that's that's a wonderful way to look at it. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that kind of sums up all of it. Definitely. Every parent who's listening to this right now knows it won't be easy. It's going to be bumpy. All we can do is hope that you listen to your kid, you work with your kid, and in the end, it works itself out. Hopefully, yeah. Ultimately, probably, you're a bunch of people who love each other. Families often weather changes like this. Yes. And transition is a risk, but you know what? So is having kids. So is starting a family. And so is not living as yourself. Yeah. And it's just going to be a balance of those risks. So So this is just some insights that we gleaned. This isn't all the material. We will have those articles available for you. And our next episode will be step-by-step how to come out to them. And yeah. it'll be a little bit a little bit varied uh, according to the different ages mm-hmm. of the kids you're dealing with. But for those of you who are parents who are listening now, who are dealing with this, you are in our thoughts and our minds and we want to hear from you. And we hope this helps a little bit. Yeah, we do. And again, like we say, we're not parents. So if there's parts of this if that you're like... If we got this yeah. way wrong... <laughs> We are we are um, children of parents, though. So we, we do were have we were some... kids at one point. Yeah, mm-hmm. actually, both my parents uh, had kids. Really, both of them? Yeah. Like a hundred percent of your parents? Yeah. They say if your parents didn't have kids, chances are you won't have kids. No, that makes a lot of sense because there's a genetic component yeah. to that. Well, thanks for listening. Thank everybody. you, everyone. Bye. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to help us keep making more great content go to patreon.com forward slash gender rebels we have many different levels of support and lots of great rewards including drinks with the gender rebels at stonewall 
please leave a five-star review on iTunes. That makes it easier for other people to find us. And send your questions to questions at genderrebels.com or find us on Twitter at The Gender Rebels. Music for The Gender Rebels is by Jasper the Colossal. Follow the link down below or download them on iTunes today. And for all our episodes, visit genderrebels.com. The Gender Rebels is a comeback sync production copyright 2018. All rights reserved. And to all you gender rebels out there, keep rebelling. Bye. Bye. That will take work. It's, there's adjustment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think trans people are aware of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's there's just nothing but adjustments. Yeah. It's like a training bra. It's yeah. just constant adjustment. What? <laughs> okay. I don't know why I said that. Okay. <laughs> I never adjusted a training bra in my life. <laughs> it's a weird <laughs> metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> What's constant adjustment? It's like orthodontia. Yes. It's constant adjustment. Yes. It's it's like a level it's like a it's like a level sprung. You know the level sprung? Totally. You gotta keep track. On the on a spill trench. Yeah, well you gotta you balance have to the keep juncture. adjusting that. Yeah. You have to. Otherwise, why do we even have it? Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise <laughs> you are gonna get such problems with underflow. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't even wanna hear it. <laughs> if you say the word corrosion to me, I just know you have not been mediating the the recalibrations you haven't even been looking at the numbers <laughs> no important important tapes when it comes to <laughs> truncheons <laughs> here's an, actually another uh person who is hunter thompson not hunter s thompson hunter oh, thompson yes a 